It's a new day. Let's go. Hey there, wonderful people. Thank you so much for tuning into the Action Youth and Young Adults podcast. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will not only bless your hearts but change your lives for the better. So go on, grab your notebooks and your pens, your phones or your tablets, and take notes as the Holy Spirit drops keys into your spirit through his servant. Enjoy. support amen so we are continuing with our series from last week thank you very much i think it's fine we are continuing from our series from last week we began um talking about remembrance and how important it is to remember by the grace of god we are continuing today um let's take our scriptures and let's move hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10 hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10 let's all read together want to read for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which you have showed towards his name in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister amen the chief thing here that you should notice is that God is not unrighteous to forget and so there's a link between unrighteousness and forgetfulness. You can even go so far as saying that forgetfulness is a type of unrighteousness. Oh yes. You can even go so far as to put it like that. Then let's take the second scripture for today. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 16 to 18. Malachi 3. Malachi is not after Thessalonians. It's in the Old Testament. So, nice. Want to read then they that fear the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord, and that thought upon his name. Verse 17. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. Oh, I'm reading alone. Please lift your voice. Amen. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. And verse 18, this is my favorite part. And then shall ye return and descend between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. There is always a difference 
between somebody who serves God and somebody who does not serve God. You may not see it now. It may not be that obvious to you now. But there is always a difference between somebody who pays tithes and somebody who doesn't. Somebody who worships and somebody who doesn't. Somebody who reads the Bible and somebody who doesn't. Even amongst so-called Christians, you can see that there are differences, you see. And the deeper you are, the more connected you are, the more you pray, the more you read the Bible, the more you are connected to the Spirit, the more changed you are, the more conformed you are, the better you are. The more you emanate the life and the Spirit and the love of God. Last week, we began talking about the fact that memory is very, very important. And, you know, we are blessed to have doctors in our congregation. So, I mean, you can't say anything you like and go scot face. But one thing we are sure of and we know is that memory is one of the reasons we can even do everyday activities such as speaking. Because there is a part of your brain that sort of records the things that you learn. The one, two, three, A, B, C, D. Go, SOSO, MOMO, and all these kinds of things. You know, your brain records it. And it does it so that you don't have to learn it all over again if you want to use it. You're walking. You're walking that you walk. I mean, how many of you have seen children trying to walk before? I mean, nobody was born walking. They try, they fall, they try, they fall. Some people walk at age one. Some as late as three years, they are now walking. Some as early as 11 months, they, are, they can stand. You know, they can do some small things and they can balance. And your brain sort of records that activity, right? And does it so that when, anytime you want to walk, anytime you feel like walking, you don't have to learn it all over again. And so you see people who go into coma or people who are injured um, somehow, and they can't recognize anybody. They can't recognize their wife. Sometimes they even forget their own name. They, don't, they can't remember anything because their brain is damaged and their memory has been affected. One of the most painful things, so what, is for your memory card to crash. Hey! Things that you have recorded, sermons, videos, me, for me, pictures. Hey! <laughs> if there are certain pictures that when I lose, it's like, hey God, I feel suicidal. There are some pictures that I'm, you know, the, all the pictures are for appointed days and appointed. No, there's no, there is always a reckoning. No, let me take this opportunity to warn you, those of you who have decided that on my birthday you will be trolling, you will be misbehaving. I have all your pictures. I want to promise you that I have your picture. Edgar, I have your picture. Oh, if you release, I let me release. That's the game. Release, you release, I release. And we'll see, we'll see who will be begging at the end of the day. So memories can crash. Memories can fail. Memories can go bad. The Bible says we were made in the image of God. And the Bible says again that God is light. In him is no darkness at all. And this means that all knowledge belongs to God. There is no chance or space for ignorance in God. God knows everything. God sees everything. And there are qualities that even though we are made in the image of God, God didn't give us. Like for instance, God is omniscient. He knows everything. But we don't. God is omnipotent. He can do anything. But we can't. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. But we can only be at one place at a time. And so even though we are made in his image and his likeness, 
there are certain qualities that are exclusively his one of the things that god gave us that is originally his is remembrance it's a mystery and it's very very powerful that is what we are exploring today we are going to explore how important it is and how critical it is for somebody to remember you for you to remember someone for memory to be at play that is what we are talking about today amen, amen. and the bible is scattered with stories of people and how their memories played a huge role in their own destinies and other people's destinies memory is not an easy thing oh i mean if you stay up all night you know one day there was this boy in a certain school whose name begins with c let's leave it i beg you and this guy stayed up all night learning. I think it was physics, practical physics. No, it was chemistry, organic chemistry. <laughs> it was organic chemistry, yes. And this guy stayed up all night learning for the paper. And when he got, you know, first of all, you see, that thing that when people are about to go and write exams, you see, you see them in classes, you know. So you see have you learned this one? Have you also learned this one? Do you know the you know, aromatic compounds? And also, do you know that this one? Do you know this one? You're like, hey, Charlie, I've not learned crow. Hey. You know, somebody, hey, did you, did you see this part of the slide where the man said so and so and so? I'm like, hey. This guy was quiet the whole time. And, you know, sometimes, you know, there are two people that are quiet. The sharks and the other group there. <laughs> the, both, the two extremes, they are always quiet. So, one lady felt that it was too some way. So, he drew, she drew closer and asked him, that, what's, what's, what's up? And he had tears in his eyes. The young man had spent the whole night studying physics. Chemistry paper now, yeah, Babetron. I think the chemistry was the following day, and he swapped the dates. Sazabalia Gata. There wasn't a thing in his head. Hey! Look, I, 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 I hadn't studied much, eh, but I was. I was I don't know. I, I felt like just look, look. <laughs> See, uh, one thing, one thing in that school, one thing in that that school I'm talking about. One thing is that when we are writing exam, <laughs> when we are writing exam, there are ambulances packed in front of the of the place. Cause you know, more often than not, you see people copy the people there. <laughs> no problem. They'll put you in the ambulance. They will resuscitate you, and the policeman will be standing beside you. You will write, you will finish to the glory of God. You will finish. Hey! There was no chance this guy couldn't faint, he couldn't do anything. And only God knows what he got for that paper. That is a very different case. You cannot, my point is, you cannot remember what you don't know. If you haven't studied, there's nothing to remember. If you haven't actually experienced something, there is nothing to remember. But if you have, and you fail to recall, that's also another type of problem. That's the one we're talking about. And so let's talk about three stories. We're going to look at three different stories of three different people and three different lessons. 
that we can draw. And you will see as we move along how important it is for us to remember and for us to make sure that we remind each other to make sure that we are continually, continuously opening a book of remembrance both to God and to men. Alright. First story. Genesis chapter 41. Now the background is this. Joseph had been sold by his brothers. And he was taken to Potiphar's house. And like we mentioned the other week, um, Potiphar's wife tried to, you know, seduce him. And the reason why this is a big deal, you know, many times when we say this story, I keep saying that people think that it's an easy thing for Joseph to have said no. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, the reason why we make a fuss about it is that the Potiphar guy, he was a eunuch. Meaning, sir, he was castrated. See? So, sexual desire is not really a specialty of his. You see, it's not really something he's good at. Potiphar's wife was a ceremonial wife. And the reason why they make you a eunuch in order to serve in the king's palace is so that you don't misbehave with the women in the palace. So, somebody like Daniel, Daniel was a eunuch. He was castrated. You see? And so, for this woman to be chasing um, Joseph for sexual favors, she had a very legitimate ground. She hasn't had sex for a long time. What is the meaning of you've had sex for? And you've not had sex since you were married. It's like there's food in front of you and then you can't eat it. Or you've been told not to eat it. I mean, it's, it doesn't make sense at all. I, I saw this WhatsApp video and uh, there was this um, woman who had a low cut and asked uh, um, a poor man who is good in bed and a rich man who is uh, not good in bed or impotent. Which one would she choose? And she looked at the interviewer like, what kind of question is that? The poor man, of course. And the interviewer was like, hey. I said, I know, but if you look at me, do I look like somebody who will be poor? I'll be rich for both of us. I can't finish marrying and go and be cheating, you know, because my husband is, you know. Yeah, it's, it's not an easy thing. So Potiphar's wife, her need to be satisfied sexually wasn't, she wasn't a nymphomaniac. She wasn't somebody, you know, sex-crazed woman. That is the reason why when Joseph said no, we know that Aquano, he's holy. He's a very separated guy. Because he could have done it and gotten away with it for years. Many times, the reason why we don't do things is because when we caught, we'll be in trouble. If we will not be caught, then it's cool. Yeah. Many times, when people who have cheated in relationships are begging, it's because they've been caught. <laughs> if they weren't caught, oh. So, moving... Joseph to Potiphar's house. This whole thing came about. Then um, Joseph was thrown into a prison. Joseph was thrown into a dungeon, and um, he was there. And in verse, when we read chapter um, forty, there were two people. There was a chief butler, and then there was a baker. Both of them had dreams. The Bible says one morning Joseph woke up, looked at their faces, and saw that they were not really looking fine. So Joseph said, "Ah, Alimerkeche," and they said, "Oh, I had a dream." Both of them said, "I also had a dream." What were your dreams? So the chief butler said. Oh, I had a, a, a dream that I, I, there was fresh grapes and I pressed it into a cup and I handed it to Pharaoh. Joseph said, wow. Actually, what it means is that three days from now, you'll be taken out of this prison and you'll be restored to your former position as a chief butler of Pharaoh's house. Then the baker said, sir, please, me too. I also had a dream. I also had a dream. Joseph said, okay, what's your dream? He said, me too. I was carrying three baskets. I, you, know, I, you know I used to bake, right? Yes. So there was bread inside the basket and the birds were eating the bread. And Joseph said, oh, my God. Oh, yours is not good. 
three days from now, you'll be taken from here and you'll be hanged. There was dead silence in the prison. Anybody else with dreams wasn't motivated to speak up anymore. Everybody just kept quiet. I could imagine Joseph turning to the chief butler and saying, I say, let me tell you something. I'm innocent. See, licensing, prisoners don't really lie to each other. They lie, they lie so that they don't go there. But once you are there, I mean, what's the point in lying? You can as well just, you know. So I can imagine Joseph telling the chief butler that I didn't do it. I didn't did it. You see, they said I did it. Can you please speak on my behalf when you go? And I'm, I'm imagining the chief butler in excitement saying, Don't worry. By evening, today in the evening, they will remove you. I can imagine them hugging and crying. And I can only imagine the, the baker's face as they are fooling themselves. So three days came. And truly, the chief butler was restored. But the Bible says, when he went there, his memory failed. He could not remember. And because of his lack of remembrance, Joseph, look at it, had to stay in prison for two full years. Two years. 365 days times two. Joseph was in prison. Why? Because one man forgot. And it came to pass at the end of two full years of our dream. So let me summarize this one too for you. Move to verse 9, okay? The Bible says that Pharaoh had a dream. And he couldn't interpret it. In his dream, he saw um, seven fat cows and seven lean cows and the seven lean cows swallowed the seven fat cows and seven lean ears of corn and seven fat ears of corn and the seven lean ears of corn swallowed the seven fat ears of corn. It looks like a very strange dream. Let me say at this point that not all dreams mean the same thing all the time. If you dream and you are itching in a dream, it means that you are going to die. And if you dream and you are chased by a rabbit, it means that you have a spiritual wife. Hey! Hey! hey. Sometimes you may dream and you may be eating in a dream and it doesn't mean you have witchcraft on about you. It doesn't mean that. Okay. You see, the reason why we take such shortcuts is that we are lazy. We don't cultivate a good relationship with the Holy Spirit who knows everything. And, and many times, certain dreams that we see are to just basically warn us of what is to come. It doesn't mean it's definitely going to happen. Or you don't understand what I'm saying? Yes. Moving on. And, and also, let me add that dreams are important. Eh? Dreams are very important. Joseph had a dream that, you know, um, an angel was telling him, don't leave Mary. You know, you should marry Mary. And when he, he woke up, the Bible says that immediately he, he did what the angel said. So sometimes you, you have to pay attention to dreams, especially moments after you wake up, right after you wake up, you must do something about the dream. Five minutes after you've woken up is not the same as immediately. One hour after you've woken up is not the same. You see that the effect will be dwindling, right? It's like, oh, let me, let's just forget it. You know, you see that the thing is, the reason why many of you have not started the business that you planned to start 70 years ago 
it's because of these kinds of things. Procrastination, procrastination. You like you, you are feeling free in the system. The Bible says, Woe unto him who is at peace in Zion. Have you seen that scripture before? Yes. Woe at woe, woe unto him who is at peace in Zion. It's like you are feeling so relaxed in the system. But you let's move. Okay, Joseph. You are talking about Joseph. Then spake the chief battler unto Pharaoh, saying, I remember my thoughts. I remember my forces, they keep moving. Verse 10, let's speed. Pharaoh was wrought with his servants and put me in one of the captains of the guards house, both me and the chief baker. Verse 11, and we dreamed a dream in one night. I and he, we dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream. Verse 12, and there was there with us a young man, an Hebrew, servant to the captain of the guard, and we told him and interpreted to us our dreams to each man according to his dream. He did interpret and verse 13, and it came to pass as he interpreted to us, so it was me he restored my office, and him he had. Verse 14. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. You see, the thing was there, but it had been blocked somehow. And the guy was in prison languishing. Why? Because somebody had forgotten. There are some of you who have no jobs now, because the CV that you submitted, the guy you submitted has forgotten where he puts the thing. And so the reason why you're not having a job now is not because you didn't apply for a CV or because you're not even praying. A certain guy should remember me has failed. And that's it. And when I was studying criminal justice system, we found out that about 20 to 30% of the people in Sawam are on remand. I was shocked. Meaning said, when they were arrested and they were placed there, they were, they were, they are, they've been placed there so that they will be um, sent to court later. And some of them, their dockets are missing. The, the, the guy who arrested them said they can't find where they placed the case for the dockets. They can't find it. Hey! And the chief butler remembered. He said, I remember my faults this day. After two full years, the Bible said he was brought out hastily. Speed was a possibility for him. But because of somebody's memory, he was there. He was in prison. <laughs> the destiny of a whole world. Because as a result of this guy's remembrance, Joseph came to interpret the dream and they had food. People from all over the world came to buy from Egypt. And the destiny of the then world was hanging on one man's memory. Charlie, one of the prayer points you should have is that God sharpen my memory and whoever is supposed to help me whoever who's whoever is holding on to my help father remind them it should be one of your chief chief prayers because favor comes but it comes through a man all the time God will bless you through a man God also cares you through a man and so be mindful of how you treat men and pray for men at all times First Timothy chapter 2 says that first of all, prayers should be made for all men, all men. Because you don't know, you don't know where this, this favor you are praying for will come from. How many times have we not received calls from unlikely people with unlikely news? Change your prayers and start praying for people who are holding on to the things that are supposed to be given to you by God. God has given people's things to you. And your things to other people. And he has made it like that so that we'll be interdependent and we'll never rely on ourselves. We'll always rely on him. Let's take, I said we're going to look at three stories, but let, let's look at just two because my time is up. 
Esther. Esther 6. Put me on Esther 6. And let me give you background of this one too. The Bible says there was a queen named Vashti and a king named Ahasuerus. And Ahasuerus was king of 127 provinces. And he had a party. And he wanted to show off his wife. And called Vashti, who was a very beautiful woman. And said, Vashti, come. Let me show you off. Boys, when we are choosing girls, we, we check. All of us have tastes. We have our alignments and our measurements. We know our sizes. Glory to God. And the king had made a selection. And he said, come and let me show you off to my people. You are one of the things I'm proud of. And Vashti said, Imba. Yeah. And the king was very, very angry. You know, this thing wouldn't have been any issue if it, would have, if it was any, you know, so I said, Adwata, um, come and let me show you off to um, uh, Uncle Jason and Uncle Lely Dad. They've come to visit. Please come and give them 360. And Adwata looks at Soa and says, I will not come. And that one will recommend counseling, you see. It's like, no, it's not good. Don't do it again. You know, just go and sit down, behave, behave, next time behave. But Vashti, it, it, it took on a whole different destiny because she was a queen. Hazros wasn't that bothered. He said, okay, you let's leave her. And the advisor said, no, 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 no. This thing that she has done, the, the, the ladies in the kingdom will start copying. Let me tell you this, not every offense carries the same weight and magnitude at every level. You may lie as, you know, a student and, you know, it will be okay. But if you lie as a policeman, as a lawyer, as a doctor, you are dishonest. It, it, it's, it's different. Moving. And so, the Bible says that Queen Esther came into the picture, they had some kind of a pageant, Esther won, and there was this guy in the palace called Haman. This guy was the king's right-hand man, and this guy had a secret agenda to exterminate all Jews, to kill every single Jew. There was also another person called Mordecai, who was Esther's uncle. He was the gatekeeper in the king's house. And the Bible says that Mordecai sat there day and night, Haman was inside, and Haman had really no um, um, basis to hate Mordecai because Mordecai hadn't done anything to him. But Haman hated him. Let me let me let me tell you this. Eh? All the stories that we read in the Bible, most of them show us a relationship between God. It's a type of Christ and the church and the way God relates to us. So in this case, Esther is the church. Kenahazros is God. Mordecai is the Holy Spirit. Haman is the devil. See, you see how it how it, it it plays out. Haman comes and comes accusing the Jews to Kenahazros for no reason. For no reason. What did they do? Nothing. Just he hates them. That's all. Point blank. Look, the devil hates you and he doesn't need a reason. He doesn't need a reason. And so if you think some people are there, they feel like, oh, once I don't step on anybody's toes and I'm cool with everybody, then I should have no enemies. <laughs> then maybe you just came. <laughs> you just arrived. <laughs> You, you can be hated for no reason. So the Bible says that one day Haman had come to the king's house to come and make an attempt for Mordecai to be hanged on gallows that he had prepared. Esther 6 verse 1. On that night, the day that Haman came, the king could not sleep. And he commanded to bring the book of records of the chronicles, and they were read before the king. All the things you do, everything that you do is recorded. Good things, bad things. The Bible says in Revelations, and books were opened. 
were open. And each man was judged according to his Oh, but I mean, the Bible says that when you are saved by faith, that, that is it. You don't need anything else. Your works are just as important. The Bible says again, you see, we read verses that suit our nonsense. The Bible says again that faith without works is dead. And works are critical. Because I keep saying, if you want to know what somebody believes, just watch how they behave. Don't listen to them talk at all. Don't anybody says they love you. Okay, fine. But how do they treat you? That is better proof of how, how they really feel about you. Works, very important, and they are recorded. Even in Kenahazos, so you see, Kenahazos is a type of God here. You see, he was recording the things. And one night he couldn't sleep. He said, You know what? I can't sleep. Just bring me the book and open it and, and let's let's um go through the records. Verse 2. And it was found written that Mordecai had told of Bithana and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door, who sought to lay hands on the Kenazros. Verse 3. And the king said, What honor and dignity had been done to Mordecai for this? Not what honor and dignity will be done. What honor and dignity has been done? Meaning, said, under normal circumstances, by now, Mordecai should have been rewarded. Sure. There are things blocking your favor. There are things blocking your reward. When we say get up and pray in the night, get up and pray in the afternoon, pray without ceasing, it's not because we, are, we like talking. It's not because when we see you praying, then ourselves has come. It's because when you pray, it, it shifts things in the spirit. So that things that are blocking things will be removed for you to have the things that you're supposed to get. Because at your level, there are things you are supposed to get. There are things you are supposed to get. The Bible says, and the king says, what honor has been done to him? What has been done? And they said, nothing. Nothing has been done for him. The company runs on your intelligence. But nothing has been done for you. You've been working, going to work. Nothing has been done for you. You've been doing secret acts of kindness, goodness, favor. Nothing has been done for you. <laughs> Verse 4. And the king said, who is in the court? That night. <laughs> now Haman had come to the outer of the court of the king's house to speak unto the king to hang Monikai. We agreed on this one already, all right? So verse 5. And the king's servant said, Oh, Haman is over there. Verse 6. And the king said, Oh, let, let, let Haman come. Let him be easy. And the king asked him, What shall be done unto the man whom the king seeks to honor? You see, when he was talking to the chamberlains, he said, what has been done for Mordecai? He mentioned the name. This one, he didn't mention the name. So what, what, what shall be done to the man whom the king seeks to honor? This is the same mystery that was used to conceal Jesus Christ when he came. He was hidden. He was like a normal carpenter walking around. They went to ask John, are you the Christ? Are you, should we expect? John said, oh, I'm, I'm just a forerunner. I don't, I'm just a voice, you know, crying in the wilderness. He, he would have said, he could have said, I'm Elijah, who is but he didn't say anything. And by the time they realized that Jesus was the Christ, he had died and risen up and it was too late. If the princes of the world knew, they wouldn't have crucified the king of glory. So Haman didn't know, you see. So come and look, check out his foolishness. Now, Haman thought in his heart, who, who, that's it, it's me. Does it sound familiar to you? There was this guy in the Bible who also said, I will raise my, 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 my throne to the sides of the north. I will go, I will place myself beyond the stars. You remember the guy who said that, Uncle Lou? Yeah, 
verse 7. And Haman answered the king, For the man whom the king delighted to honor, this is what we should do. Let the royal apparel be brought, which the king uses to wear. Naturally, say, Haman, as he was walking around, you know, he was eyeing the king's clothing. <laughs> and the horse that the king rided upon, the car that the king drives, that same car. <laughs> and the crown royal which is set upon it said, not a replica and not a lesser one, the very one that is on his head, you should remove it and put it on the guy. <laughs> and, and let him bring him on horseback. Let's put him in an open top car and let let, let bring him through the streets and proclaim before him, let's give him fans. Now no, now no. This was Haman's idea. Verse 10, quickly. And the king said to Haman, Sharp! Go and do this for money. Can you imagine his face? Uh, and so, fast forward, fast forward. Let's go to verse 13. Right, no, move back to verse 12. The Bible said that Haman did the whole thing for Mordecai. And Mordecai, after all this thing had been done for him, he came back to sit at the king's gate. The promotion did not get to him. He didn't think for a second that he was the king or that he was even equal to the king. He came back to the gate. I know, but was it not in the place of prayer and fasting that God found you? How is it that now they've given you a tip of the iceberg? You've been lifted small. Now you can't pray. No, but was it not because you were coming to church a lot and serving in the house of the Lord that God favored you? Did you not even start rising before you even knew what favor was? But now that you have seen small favor, you've gotten banjo, you work in a hospital, you're a lawyer, until you don't have time, suddenly, the Bible says Mordecai went back to the gate. Because of your white shirts, you cannot roll on the ground. But remember there was a time you couldn't afford a white shirt. And that is a, you see, now we now understand why you were crying during worship. Why you were rolling on the ground. It wasn't because you loved God. Because, you see, one way to test a man's heart is to give him power. Let him taste small. Let, lift him up small. And you will see his true colors coming out. All the things he used to do, he will not do them anymore. All the things he used to say, he will not say. He said his language, crowd will change. We need to address, you know. I had a joke that he said, if I get a PhD, my boyfriend, crack cannot call me baby. You must call me Dr. Baby, you know. <laughs> Dr. Darling. Even now you are piling onto yourself titles. Small. See, there's a type of lifting that can come on your life. Eh? You will be lifted so much that you will even forget that you even paid your before. God can lift you so much that you will even forget that this guy used to be my friend. And that is when your true character comes. When you're making excuses, I'm married, I have children, I have a work, I have a shift, I have this, I have that, so I can't come to church, I can't pray, I can't make it for the all night. Oh, really? Really? Same guy who was on your knees praying the other day. Same guy. 
Look, the services that you, you do in the house of God, eh, God looks at it and he rewards you. And you can use that to even lay claim on certain promises. Nehemiah 12 and verse 13. Or 13, 13 verse 14. Nehemiah 13, 14. On your feet, everybody. We are going to pray for five minutes. Ah, that's it. Look at it. Remember me, oh my God. Concerning this. Concerning what? You can fix your, your this over there. Remember me now concerning my, my results. Remember me now concerning my marriage. Remember me now concerning my promotion. Remember me now concerning my job. Remember me now concerning my, my child. Remember me now concerning my mother's health. Remember me now concerning my work. Remember me now concerning what is your problem. You can fix it there. And do not wipe out the good deeds that I have done for your house. Because the things that you do in the house of God, you can use it as leverage. Because God is not righteous to forget. He will not forget. He will not forget. Don't wipe out the things I've done for the offices. Don't, don't forget, oh God, the things I've done for the choir. Don't forget, oh God, the things I've done for the prayer department. Don't forget, oh God, the things I've done for the protocol department. Don't forget, oh God, the things I have done for the ashes. Don't forget, oh God, the things I have done for your house. You can use it as leverage. Isaiah chapter 38, 2 Kings chapter 20, they say the same thing. The Bible said Isaiah went to Hezekiah and said, you are going to die. The sickness is unto death. But the Bible says, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and he said, remember God, how I have saved your house, how I walked perfectly in your path. And the Bible says, the God told Isaiah, go back and go and tell the guy, I have added unto you 15 years. Why? Because the guy was doing things from the house of God and he called upon it. He laid a demand on it and said, God, remember. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 16 says, God has a book of remembrance. Why are you sitting in the house of God? You are not doing anything. What leverage will you have? What will you have? You don't pray. You don't fast. You don't read your Bible. You don't give. You don't, you don't do anything. Charlie, I'm afraid for you, Pa. I'm really afraid for you. When it comes to that critical point, what will you use as leverage? Because God is not an unrighteous judge. God is not a biased judge. God doesn't just do things. He's a judge. God is a father. Oh, yes. He's a friend. Oh, yes. He's a brother. Oh, yes. But he's also a judge. God is not unfair. He's not unjust. God is not unjust. And he's not unrighteous to forget. Hey. Look, I want to encourage you. Whatever it is you are doing in a secret, keep doing it. Whatever it is. Isaiah 43 and verse 26. Isaiah 46 and 43 and verse 26. 43, 26, Isaiah. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare now and be justified. Close your eyes. Ask God. Father, sharpen my memory. Let me remember what I used to do. Let me remember where you first found me. Take my memory 
back. One man's memory can hold the whole nation's destiny. And the Bible says, the butler said, I remember my folks this day, and that was it. There was plenty of food. Your helper is sleeping somewhere. The Bible says in Esther 6, verse 1, the king couldn't sleep. The king couldn't sleep because God had laid upon his heart to remember Mordecai. That same night, if the king had not remembered, Mordecai would have been hanged. Ask God, God, let my helpers remember me and let them remember on time. Because sometimes people remember too late. People remember when it doesn't matter anymore. Open your mouth and stop the big manism. Stop being a big woman and cry out. Because I tell you, the Bible said every man comes to a point in his life where the storm's hitting. Look, open your mouth and ask God. Father, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Whoever is holding my blessing. Whoever you've laid upon their heart. God can open the book of remembrance and call your name and say, Help Kojo. Help Ama. Help Akosia. You don't have to knock on doors. You don't have to beg family members. You don't have to go around and be kissing people's feet and just, just misbehaving. Talk humility. Only because you want to be helped, God can help you. God can help you. God can help you. All it takes is for one person to remember. Many of you, the good that your parents have done to other people, the good that your parents have done to other people, it is enough for you to never suffer in life. But here you are. Here you are. You are just standing. The prayers your father has prayed. The prayers your mother has prayed. The alms they have given. The fastings they have done. is enough for you. But you are still begging. You are still going around sobbing. You are still going around posing, using dark humility to obtain favors. Hey, open your mouth and pray. Father, remember me. Remember me. Remember me. Remember me. Remember me. Remember me, oh Lord. Remember me, oh Lord. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you for tuning in to today's message. We hope that you have been filled with a fire that fuels your week and a word that erases your doubts and improves your Christian walk with God. We love you so much and we are always here to support. So if you'd like to connect with us, you can do so by following us on Instagram and on Facebook with the handle at Action Young Adults. We would be very excited to have you join our amazing family. Until next time, we are Aya. We love to have you and it's always a new day with us. God bless you.